Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Soul Flow Podcast. Soul Flow, Soul Flow. How is everyone doing today? Yes. Excellent. Super excited to be here. Highly blessed and favored. Yes. Amazing. It's my mama's birthday, so I'm feeling feeling grateful. No. Happy birthday, mama. Well, we have the amazing opportunity to talk with Aisha more today. I am truly honored to introduce Aisha and to listen to her story. Aisha is an artist, an amazing artist. She's a nurturer. She facilitates retreats and she is the true essence of divine feminism. Aisha, I'm so excited for you to tell your story today, but to get us started, tell us what makes your soul flow. Thank you so much for asking Josie and all you ladies for being here and our listeners. So my answer is actually in the question. What makes me flow is flow, just flow states, whether that's the flow of a conversation, the flow of my body when I dance in my creativity, when I have a moment to become present and be, be with the elements, just go outside, close my eyes first thing in the morning, feel the sun on my skin, absorb that sunlight. So yeah, presence when I can get my mind's chatter to float away and I have a paintbrush in my hand and I can paint and I can be in this deep flow state where everything's flowing and my energy is flowing. I I feel the most peace in those moments and creating those moments have allowed my life to flow in a really beautiful way and i think as women we are such cyclical beings so just honoring the flow the flow of my body this the cycles of my body like the moon has phases right and the earth has seasons honoring different flow states as well so yeah I feel like I live in constant flow. I have been living in a constant state of flow for the past four years, I would say, since 2020. It's changed my life completely. It's allowed me to be with myself, deeper levels of myself and my femininity and see the effects of that around me. You know, inner reflects outer. So yeah, flow makes me flow. Amazing, Aisha. I just love that. And one thing that kind of stood out to me is you said you've been in this constant flow for the past four years. So I would love for you to tell our audience your story, your childhood, where you came from, how you became in this flow state. So ladies, my childhood story is a very interesting one. And it goes all the way halfway across the world in Pakistan, in the Middle East, completely different life, completely different way of living, like living here and having lived there. I'm like, yeah, they they might as well be different planets. 
So yeah, I was born in USA, but I grew up in Pakistan from the ages of 1 to 12. And I loved it. I love my family. I miss them all the time. I have a huge family. So I feel like I really got to know this sense of community growing up, which I don't see as much here in the US. Yeah. And so that was very interesting to grow up in a in a community and just it just be that just knowing how normal that is, the physical touch and the affection and the jokes and the eating together in a huge family every night and going on like evening walks every night with like a group of us. Yeah. So that was very interesting. I also grew up, my brother and I were sick. Like we had asthma and the environment in Pakistan is very similar to India, like a lot of not the cleanest. So that was really hard on us. So I grew up very sick for many years. My brother had it even worse than I did. But yeah, that was that was a difficult chapter in our life for many reasons than one. But I also wouldn't trade it for the entire world. That's how much I loved growing up in Pakistan. Yeah, that was my childhood. That was my that's my roots. My ancestors buried in those grounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have like I know you talked about you know, taking walks and everything. Was there something in your childhood that just brings you back to that moment that you just like, those are your best memories? I'm just mm -hmm. curious. Oh, yeah. Like when I, I still visit back home and I meet my family and we all just talk and laugh about those old memories. And I like my baby cousins that were like this are like taller than me. And I'm like, what is what is my life right now? Um, so yeah, those reunions, priceless, priceless. Amazing. I remember, yeah, growing up, I would go to El Paso and a huge family and those were my best memories too. So I just love and I can feel your energy when you when you talk about it. So amazing. So amazing. Mm -hmm. So one question that we've been asking each other, was there a defining moment in your life where you knew you were meant for so much more. When I moved from Pakistan, that's a very defining and pivotal moment in my life in general. And I was 12. And I feel like that's that's a really vulnerable age to move halfway across worlds. Those first few years here were really traumatic, like feeling like an alien for years, not fitting in anywhere. My parents put me in this private Muslim school. I did grow up Muslim. And yeah, a lot of trauma there to unpack from my middle and high school years. I hated my life for many years. I hated myself. I hated how I looked. I felt very ugly. I felt very just did not fit in anywhere. I, I felt so different. I was like, why am I so different? And I had I had all this like creative energy, a lot of sensual energy and sexual energy that I it was very suppressed for most of my life, I would say. So yeah, I just grew up around a lot of shame in my body. Yeah. In those first years when I when I moved here and it was a really confusing time. 
And I got more freedom when I went to college. And that's so 12 was a pivotal moment. And then going to college was a pivotal moment in my life because that allowed me freedom of like, okay, I I moved away from home and I was like, okay, I can think for myself. And it's just, I am not all these things I have been taught my whole life. And not that all these things are bad or anything. It's just, I was different. I have was noticeably different from that, but also different from here. And I was like, in college, I was in this deep state of being lost, which is really scary. But in hindsight, I'm like, I'm very grateful that I went through that phase of like really reevaluating my entire life of like this past doesn't make sense and the new hasn't come in and like poor me. I sent her so much love. She was so lost, but I always had this sense of like depth in me. So even that felt that much deeper, oceans deep of being lost to coming back to 2020, my last most best pivotal moment of my life was my spiritual awakening. 2020, the pandemic happened and I had it immediately after. Like in March, we had spring break and I had mine in like the beginning of April. I think it was like April 4th, if I remember correctly. And that, that moment changed my entire life. It was a beautiful spring spring day, spring evening, and I was sitting outside. My dad loves to garden, as a lot of Desi dads do. And I was sitting outside and the whole world is on pause, right? I was home from college, pandemic. I mean, yeah, the world is in chaos. And I remember I was just sitting outside, like peak stressed, peak, just peak depressed, peak, peak everything, right? And I'm like studying for my cat. I I was a pre-med student. I'm about to like apply for my med school that summer. And everything stopped. Everything paused. And I was sitting outside and I was like, why can I just be here? And I remember just, it was like this force came over me where I wasn't even leading. I It told me to close my eyes and I closed my eyes and it, it kept just saying, be here now, be here now. Be here now, be here now, be here now, be here now. And it felt like it was like screaming at me to just be here now. Stop thinking about your life story as Aisha Bilal and just be here now. And I remember I opened my eyes and I looked around and it was as if it was the first time I had looked at Earth. And all, everything became from 2D to 3D to 4D to 5D in an instant. And my third eye just, just opened wide and all these channels started coming in. You are, you are a soul having a human experience. You are the universe itself. Every, everybody is one. Everybody, source is in everyone and in everything. And I was just sitting there like in shock, just like what? And I'm just looking at looking at everything. And that summer was like the most blissful summer of my life. And the world was like so afraid because of the pandemic, which is really ironic. But I feel like there, that was a big pivotal time for a lot of awakenings in 2020, right? Because people got to get away from work 
in school. And that was a juicy time for spiritual awakenings, I feel. Yeah. So those were some of my pivotal moments in my life, Josie. I have a question for you. So can you describe or explain that experience going from 3D to 4D to 5? Mm. And just for, for our listeners, because we live in a society where it's very 3D, right? Very just cause and effect. And so can you can you elaborate on that for our audience? Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it's in the depths. 3D is very superficial, right? It's like just above the surface. And it's like we all have this depth to us that we're just so detached from and like just disconnected from, you know? And it just, those moments and those moments of change, I realized what everything was that like, oh, we, when we go to sleep, we dream for this many hours and we're like, astral projecting basically and this depth of like i know i have this connection with god and like what is that why do i feel such depths of emotions of of the good the bad the worst the best so in those moments i was able to see the 3d of it just being like what just just but the plane with the eye sees right like very 2d 3d and then 40, it's like that switch. 40 is like that path. The awakening itself, I would say, is 40 because you're in this transitional place from like your everyday life to, oh, there's more. Oh, there's so much more. We only know like this from what there actually is. And then 5D is being in those deep states of of meditation or connections, you know, the, the humans connecting, especially when they're conscious, like the the healing that can bring. After that, I went on a healing journey of my own for the last three years where I was manifesting conscious community. And I did that this year. And the healing that has brought me, it's just... Then uh, now I'm just in this constant of from 3D, 4D, 5D to like bringing that all back into my 3d it's it's all just connected like an infinity sign i would say yep 3d 4d 5d 4d 3d so i feel like it's a lot of it's in psychology i studied a lot of psychology i know raquel this is something you are very passionate about and you study the depths of like what the power of our mind the power of our body and then the power of our soul there's like such depths to it and time like time becomes this like the main message I got in that moment was be here now now is the only time because I remember I was thinking I was like why am I always so anxious why am I always so depressed because the depression was about my past life the anxiety was from the future Mm -hmm. and the solution the healing was in the present so time is this very interesting intricate thing that that combines all of them I would say and that comes in the presence and the flow state. The, the flow state is like this hack of like, we're dropped in to all of it. Yeah. Love so- that, Aisha. And I was just <clears throat> thinking when you were talking about your awakening and how that came about and the realization of it, I was like, wow, she just got everything that most of us take psilocybin to get to, right? Like we take the the psychedelic to be able to see that 4D, 5D. 
and you just had this amazing, beautiful, natural experience that that it can't happen. But mm-hmm. for some of us, myself included, we need we need a little help with that. And we, so that's where the plant medicine comes in. But I think that's beautiful. That's amazing that you could do that. Yeah, I definitely have noticed asking everybody this question, kind of how they had their awakenings. For some people, it's like this gradual build up. For some people like me, it was like the switch of a switch of a flip. So a lot of people use medicine, which is which I think is beautiful. Actually, I love medicine. It's very healing. It allows us to just tap in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was not looking for it. No, I was studying for MCAT. I was studying <laughs> for my cat and I was applying for med school and I was hella stressed. But we talked about this earlier, right, Josie, in your episode that this is what I was saying, that I feel like the awakenings usually happen when you're about to give up. Yes, definitely. Because that's where I was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, you know, you have this spiritual awakening and then mm. you start DCI what do you envision? How how do you feel or see yourself knowing what you know and mm-hmm. like giving that to everyone or like having the vibration so everyone can see or feel how you feel? How, how do you make an impact on the world? Mm-hmm. For me, it is very much a balancing act. This is the most Libra Vedic thing, but it's true. I read somewhere this one thing that says that, you know, because a lot of the healing journeys also learning so much about getting rid of the negativity, the toxicity, the own our own negative self-talk, our perception. It said that if you just even tip it from like 50% negative to 50% positive to 51% positive, it just like it shifts the scales of the planet. It raises the consciousness of the planet. So for me, that begins with filling my cup first and knowing that, okay, there's a reason why I was chosen to be awakened, especially in my family lineage to heal my generational patterns. There's a reason why I was chosen. So I am important. Seeing myself first, that I have to fill up my cup. I have to get myself in the 51% positive, And then I can pour that out into my community, into my family, my friends, my co-hosts, my clients, and really everyone. To me, it's showing up every day. To me, it's giving a smile to the garbage man and the homeless person and knowing that there's source in them that is just as real, just as important as it is in me, as it is in Kelly, as it is in Steph, as it is in Raquel, as it is in Josie and all our viewers, just seeing how we're all connected like that infinity sign. So yeah, showing up every day for myself first and then pouring that into everybody else. And then usually I do get it all back from everyone else too. Being able to receive it as well. That's a big part of the feminine. And receiving has been very interesting. As much as I'm learning to receive from everyone else, my first provider is source, it's spirit. So that way I'm not in this, like when I need to receive and there's nobody there, I'm like, where do I go? I know I got source with me, within me, and I have me. And that's been very pivotal in my healing journey is is having that balance of my own feminine and masculine both showing up 
for my inner child. Mm. Aisha, so for me, I have been very rooted in my masculine energy for mm. many years. And it's only recently that I've learned to embrace my feminine energy. And I know this is something that many people struggle with, especially living in a society where, you know, we get praised and we get rewarded for our doings of, you know, and, and working in like corporate jobs, right? Like raises, getting a raise or, or getting to the next level. It's, it's all about performance and the doing. And I know, you know, you've been, um, it's so beautiful, your aura and just your energy being in that feminine, you know, your feminine energy, feminine flow. What would you say for somebody who, like me, who is so deep rooted in his or her masculine energy, you know, what would you say for somebody to to be able to like balance those two energies? The simplest thing that I would say to do, go take a bath. Really? Go fill a bathtub, have some crystals, put some salt in there, put on a spa playlist, like literally Google spa and allow yourself to drop in. Just, just in that one act, you will see the shift of what it feels like to do, 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 masculine, 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 focus, 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 forward, 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 direction, direction to surrender, surrender. I can let this water hold me, the earth hold me. And those are the, the two feminine, the, the most feminine elements. It's the water and the earth holding you, just being held by the mother, right? That's, it, it really heals our inner child. It provides that rest the feminine needs and it gives our masculine a break. Maybe that's why I live by the water, by the ocean, because I need that balance. My dream house is a beach house. Yeah. 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 yeah, Like even like the littlest, I'm not saying like you don't have to change your whole life, right? But even if you can get a bath in and just like the feminine loves like um, to be nurtured, to be to be um, like you want to show a devotion to care right when you take care of yourself you do your skincare routine like i my love language is physical touch so like i'll put i'll lather lotion on my body after a bath and it to me that's a ritual of like worshiping my body and my vessel and the feminine is like neck down it's our bodies like what feels good to my body to move in this way and like incorporating like yoga and uh, different ways of movement other than other than just you know the really intense hardcore workouts like maybe when it's the time of that month you know whenever it's different times of your month stuff maybe slowing down your workouts a little bit and seeing like honoring our body we're the body is the feminine it's it's the vessel it res- the feminine resides in the body when we feel good when we move and and that's why belly dance is such a sensual feminine dance and and i have been really learning it deeper and deeper for the last two years and letting go of those like negative shameful things about what belly dance is because of course the patriarchy makes it into this is a slutty or hoary dance when it's the feminine literally being worshipped and it's like i don't even need anything outside 
of myself other than my body to feel this good. It's such a good hack. Yeah, I've been embracing the I've been taking salsa, bachata, dance lessons. And I really like the feeling when my hips are, you know, like the the hip movement. And I really feel a difference in that. So I definitely have been embracing my dancing season and and doing yoga as well. So thank you for bringing that up. And it's a, it's a good reminder to, to slow down, especially around the cycle time. I just wanted to say, I love the bath idea. I sh- mm-hmm. like that was really quick. And when you said that, I had this sort of download of being in utero, right? Mm-hmm. When we're when we're in our mother's wombs, that's what we're surrounded. We're held in water. And it's probably when most of us feel the most the safest, yet we're not conscious of it, right? And then as you were talking more about it, I was thinking about too how they say that in utero, we all start as female feminine beings. Mm-hmm. And then it's when the 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 switches turn on and the hormones are produced and change that you know, we develop our genitals, which then determines our outward gender, right? So that whole thing of the bath and the feminine and just, it's so simple, like seems so simple. And I never realized until you just said that how powerful that can be Mm -hmm. for reconnecting. So thank you for bringing that up. It is all connected. When we heal the feminine within, the divine within, we heal the world around us and the masculines around us and we give them permission. That's why men need that healing energy from women because they don't naturally are connected to that as much, but we all have it within us. And it, it nothing gives me more pleasure than seeing a masculine also being connected to his feminine. We'll go into this later. This is very juicy. For anyone who might be interested. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I could just see your light and your passion, you know, talking about this. It is truly your essence to, I don't know, just share that with the world. Is there any, any last thing or anything you want to tell the audience before we, before we head out? Actually, I think Raquel might have a question for you really quick. Yeah, so I was thinking, how does the feminine energy influence in, obviously it's very, I can see that it's very connected, but I'm curious to to know how does it influence in your artistry and do you feel like you have the masculine energy in your artistry too, or is, the, is it mostly feminine? Like, how do you flow with that? We all have both. There is nobody, I don't think there's anybody who has 100 or in one or the other. I would say I, I, I'm very feminine. I can tend to be almost be to like 90%, but I'm trying to get it to an 80%. 80-20 seems like a good balance to me. And the masculine is so needed in me that me being here and being able to share this with you all And being able to step into leadership is me being in my masculine energy. The teacher role is a very masculine role, actually, the guide, right? Because it's creating structure. And I would be nothing without my masculine energy because then the feminine has like no container. And then it's just like, then you're in this sense of being lost. And I've, this is something I've really struggled with a lot because 
I would either become codependent on other masculines or always needing others if I don't develop that within myself. So this year I've been working mostly with my solar plexus, my my own masculine energy and I need I need it. I need it to have structured my daily routines to be able to show up structure routines it's like just enough and then when i have that direction it's like that river can flow that feminine energy can just flow so yep it's definitely a very interesting balance of both we have certainly been enjoying flowing with aisha these with aisha (laughs) good accurate name right it's very fitting i got that in a channel so so with with that said is there Are there any last words of wisdom or anything you want to share with the audience? I love you all. We are all connected. We are all one. And I love, I'm stuff like what you said. I'm a people's person. I, I feed energy of giving and receiving. Like I have eternal energy for everyone to come and feel this with me. So do not be afraid to shoot me a message at Flow with Aisha to connect, to talk, to coach. I am here. Thank you. And is there anywhere else our listeners can follow you or learn more about you? It's Flow with Aisha on Instagram. I have a Facebook. That's it for right now. Working on a website coming soon and hopefully a Patreon for Soulflow for a little background. Yes. Action. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Aisha. It was so great learning more about you and sharing your story with our audience. I know that people have connected and you are just, like I mentioned in the beginning, a divine feminism. And I hope people learn more from your story. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Till next time.